Listen here. The following podcast contains spoilers for Constantine. You have been warned, asshole. Welcome back to another podcast with KFR News Radio, asshole. You've done it again and messed with the worst of the best. It's me, Glenjamin Button, along with my good old uh, fucking co-host, even though he's also just another host, Miguel Magusto. What's going on, asshole? <laughs> it's like a... It's like we're trying to be Keanu, but it's really coming out as Nick Cage. And it's, it's just... <laughs> what is Nick Cage? What are you doing, asshole? That's John Malkovich. Never mind. <laughs> I think we have found the trifecta of acting. <laughs> we're just doing the thing. Keanu uh. Reeves. So uh, Malkovich is the son. Mm-hmm. Or the father. Sorry, the father. Uh, Keanu Reeves is the son, and Nick Cage is the Holy Ghost. Just the so straight of the Holy Ghost, yep. <laughs> How you doing? I'm all right. Uh, you know, it's going to be a busy week, and it's going to be a fun weekend. You're going to be gone, mm-hmm, and I'm going to mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. in your house partying the way it was meant to be partied. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. yes, you are. Going to be watching stuff on the big screen. You're damn right. Yeah, but... Uh, uh, I got a new phone, and I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on with it. Yeah, but uh, There you go. Yeah, other than that, just out here vibing. Just vibing. Uh, speaking of the big screen, what movies mm. do you did you watch this past week that you wish you watched on my big screen? Yeah, jokes on you. Didn't watch any single movies other than Jurassic World and Hustle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which we have reviews for up on the uh, on the tubes. Um, but yep. I did watch uh, some series. I didn't get to finish them because they are not completely finished. But I. Uh, uh, I finally decided to start watching Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is a series that everyone has been asking me if I have watched yet. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't fucking. I'll be honest. I don't care about mm-hmm. it. But people keep asking me about it. So I'm finally watching it. And it is just severely OK so far. Um, yeah. It's just one of the just another Disney television series. And uh, doesn't blow you away in any single uh, reality at all. That's just me, though. But one that does blow me away is the other series that I started watching. Literally at at, at like midnight, I started watching it, and I finished it at four a.m. It was a very bad decision on my part, but I uh, <laughs> started watching the new season of The Boys, and uh, God, it it really just kind of rejuvenates everything that uh you know all the fatigue from DC and Marvel that I've been mm-hmm. getting and just kind of yeah. rejuvenates it to like it's this fresh new of just a show with risks and shit yeah uh it's it's just very nice to have and uh I'm really enjoying it so far yeah. I don't know how many episodes there are but I I just knocked out four of them and uh, I know you have started watching it yeah I, I started watching I'll, it uh, I I'll would agree you... mm-hmm. my biggest problem with superhero movies is that there's little to no risk yeah. Uh, you go in for the most part knowing everyone's going to be good or uh, like alive at the end or knowing that the people they kill off are a long time coming uh, and it's not surprising or, or sad or anything because it's just like this should have happened five movies ago. 
yep. to make it really impactful. Um, but th- I've watched three episodes of season one of The Boys, and I agree. I, I think it's a uh, breath of fresh air for mm-hmm. the genre. Uh, granted, it's kind of a uh, anti superhero movie. It's 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 not a parody uh, or or uh, satire, but it is uh, you know kind of shedding light on how fucked up having superheroes would be, which I like. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah. It's a, it's a good thing. And how immediately uh, they would be corporatized. Yep. That's like, I, I knew that they were all kind of shitty people, but I didn't know going in that they would be corporatized. And then like, as soon as it started, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why they're shitty because they're corporatized. Yep. Uh, but yeah, corporations are in everything. It just makes so much sense. And it's, uh, it's like idiocracy meets Marvel or yeah. DC. Uh, but I, I haven't gotten too far in it. I've been watching things that I need to watch for certain mm-hmm. series that I'm doing. Uh, but I watched 10 movies in total last last uh, last week. Uh, I bet you could probably guess the first one. I'll be honest, I already forget. Is it Hustle? It no. can't be Hustle. There's no way. No, just, just, just take a guess. What's a movie that I like and have rewatched? Oh, is, it, is it by chance... Everything, everywhere, all at once. It is. I would have never guessed. Yes, I watched it for the seventh time in theaters, all in theaters. Uh, still ugly cry, so uh, still happening. <laughs> I don't know hey, what is happening means, to me. That means you're becoming human. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's great for you. Yeah, it is like I, it is more manageable than it was the second time. Was the worst. The second time I watched it was the worst because mm-hmm. I, I was alone and not trying to. I mean, I've been alone for all but two of them, one with yeah. you and the one with my family. Um, but the second one, was a, I was a hot mess, and then it's been getting less and less each time. Uh, <laughs> but it's still still a thing, which is just for me, shocking, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, love that movie. Continue to watch it. Can, uh, everyone should watch it. If you haven't Every watched single it, person. why the hell not? Uh, go watch it. It is now available to buy, unfortunately, digitally. You can't rent it yet, but you should buy it. It's worth the $20, in my opinion. 100%. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, then I watched Hustle, which we have a review for on our YouTubes, and uh, same with Jurassic World Dominion. I watched those, not back-to-back, but within the same 24-hour period. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, because I'm going to be away for Father's Day, we established this last Father's Day. The kind of father I'm going to be is on Father's Day, I want to be left the hell alone. Absolutely. Uh, so that is my thing. But because we're going to be at the beach with family on Father's Day, I will not be able to be left the hell alone. Mm-hmm. So uh, Caitlin let me have my Father's Day alone time this past Saturday. <laughs> uh, I went to it's very kind of her. I went to a uh, Regal Warrington. Took a little bit of a hike. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't need to, but I wanted to for the second movie I watched. Uh, not the movie, but the experience you'll hear in a bit. The first movie I watched is David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future with Viggo Mortensen, Leah Seydoux, uh, Kristen Stewart's in there, uh, Scott mm-hmm. Speedman's in there. It is a Cronenberg movie through and through. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Cronenberg, he does a lot of body horror stuff uh, and just a combination of violence and sex. They're, he's the kind of director where you're either going to like him or hate him. Yeah. You're not going to be like, eh, I could take him or leave him. You're going to like, you're going to be feel strongly either way. I'm okay with never seeing a movie from him again. Yeah, and I like Cronenberg a lot. Um, the, he, I mean, that's not to say you're going to love every single one of his movies, but yeah. you'll at least appreciate his uh, his style. 
Uh, this is essentially a world where humans have evolved to the point where they no longer feel uh, pain very easily. Hmm. So uh, the best way for them to feel anything is to have surgeries of organs that you, they are not needed. Like their their body's constantly evolving and they're constantly fighting the evolution of their bodies. Uh, and so they have surgeries, which are kind of like the new sex. That's where mm-hmm. the uh, sex and violence comes in. Uh, very interesting movie. Uh, it's not going to be for everyone. When the movie started, there were eight people in the auditorium, including me. Uh, when the movie ended, there was one person, including me. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so <laughs> the the worst one was – so people just ta- uh, tapered out throughout. But the uh, the last two people to leave were sitting, like, pretty close to me. And they left at something that wasn't even that bad. But it, I guess it was just the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, their final straw. But then, like, the movie ended three minutes later. So it's like, well, <laughs> I, you, you couldn't just wait around. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's Crimes of the Future. Uh, then the reason I went to Regal Warrington, which is about a 45-minute drive from my house, uh, I uh, saw Top Gun Maverick in a format called Screen X, which is essentially they project uh, images. Like, they extend the image from the main screen. Mm-hmm. And this is shot during the movie. It's not like something that's just added at CGI or they stretch the image or something and it looks like shit. Uh, it's something that like the filmmakers actually do, where they sh- have two more cameras shooting next to the main f- frame, and then that those two cameras are projected on the left and right walls. Uh, so it kind of just immerses you even more than just a big screen. It's uh, like surround sound, but so much more. Yeah, it was it was cool. I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's not terribly overpriced. It's, I think it's like I mean, I have unlimited, and I had to pay four extra dollars, which is less yeah. than what I have to pay for IMAX uh, upcharge. Hmm. Um, it was fine. Like, I think it's interesting. Uh, there is a bunch of kids in the theater that really liked it, and it was just nice seeing, you know, people take their kids out to movies and have uh, pass on the whole movie theaters are the best way to watch shit kind of thing they absolutely um, are so yeah it was it was it was a cool experience just seeing them enjoy that uh then i watched a four-hour documentary on world war ii specifically the occupation of france by uh the nazi parties uh four-hour documentary for the 1001 Shoot. movies you must see before you die uh watch it over two days one half one day second half the other day uh, it's a really good documentary. Uh, it's kind of the movie. You have to be in the mood for that yeah. kind of movie to watch it. It's not something you could just turn on, uh, especially because it's four hours. Um, I wasn't in the mood either time, but I tried to force myself <laughs> to be in the mood because yeah. I have to for this series I'm doing. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's very good. It's just four hours long. I don't know if it needed four hours, but it is still a pretty good documentary. Yeah. Uh, but that's called The Sorrow and the Pity. I don't know if I even name said the name. It's a French documentary, The Sorrow and the Pity. I don't remember, to be honest. Yeah. Well, it's called The Sorrow and the Pity. Out of uh, being. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, with my, my baby child, uh, I rewatched The Incredibles, uh, you know, the Pixar movie from 2004. Of course, of course. And then because he's obsessed with Encanto and it's the easiast way to get him to be quiet, we, we rewatched Encanto. <laughs> uh, then I rewatched Constantine, which we'll get into in a minute. And then today, this afternoon, for the 1001 movies you must see before you die, I watched Le Trou, or Le Trou. I don't know how to French pronounce it, uh, but it's French for the whole. 
Uh, it's essentially a prison break movie. Hmm. But it's really good. You can find out more information or about how I feel about it uh, in July when I release that episode for the Cinema Very Bucket soon. List. Yes. But that does it for me. Uh, let's get into Constantine. Mr. Constantine, I'd like to ask you a few questions. I know the circles you travel in, the occult exorcisms. Easy there, hero. That's Dragon's Breath. I thought you couldn't get it anymore. Oh, I, uh, I know a guy who knows a guy. I thought that you could at least point me in the right direction. Yeah, okay, sure. Please. Supernatural exorcist and demonologist John Constantine helps a policewoman prove her sister's death was not a suicide. But something more. Ooh. Directed by Francis Lawrence. It is based on the comic book Hellblazer by Jamie Delano uh, and Garth Ennis. And the story is written by Kevin Broadbin. Got to expand this because there's too many people. And then the screenplay is Kevin Broadbin and Frank a Capello or a cappella. I like to call him a cappella, but I don't know him yeah, personally. It's a little, a little fancier. Yeah. Uh, starring Keanu Reeves, uh, Rachel Weiss, Shia LaBeouf, Jimon Hansu. Uh, Pruitt, uh, Taylor Vince is in there. Tilda Swinton's in there. Peter Stormare's in there. Uh, quite a quite a few people in there. And uh, this was a streaming roulette, of course. Hence why mm-hmm. we were splitting the announcing ness of, of it. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. That's a sentence. Uh, <laughs> and this is probably it's it's the last. That I can think of, of like the super emo kind of dark hero movies from the early (laughs) 2000s. Kind of like The Matrix, but not as much. The Equilibrium, you know, where at some point they're going into a a club and there's going to be a rave going on. That happened in this. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, this is based on a comic book that everyone loves. Everyone's begging for a sequel and we might get one. We might not. Mm -hmm. But I know you like this movie a lot. I do, I do like this movie a lot. Um, yeah. So this this right here is just just a classic in my books. Like it's it's up there with like for me Van Helsing and just a couple other ones. But like this is like one of those ones where you go back and rewatch it every couple of years. I I actually just rewatched it earlier this year. It's like a little it's a little bedtime story, like a <laughs> little little sleepy movie for me. Yeah, uh, it's it's just so just so fun and just so two thousand five or whatever it was. Yeah, two thousand five. Yeah, and it just it just really hits home and just how goofy and fun it was. Um, I I think I can say I think I can attest to this that I love Keanu Reeves and to me this is one of peak Keanu movies besides like John John Wick or obviously The Matrix. Yeah. Like this is this is like what made me super just happy that Keanu Reeves existed. And I know a lot of people had the biggest crush on Rachel Weiss in like The Mummy. This was my Rachel Weiss crush movie. I mean they both were for me. Rachel Weiss was one of my biggest crushes. Actually oh. one of the notes I wrote uh, I wish someone would look at me the way Rachel Weiss looks at everyone. Mm-hmm. Dot, dot, dot. Everyone. I just want Rachel Weiss to look at me. <laughs> Please look at me, Rachel Weiss. <laughs> Please, dear God, look at me. No, I, I had a huge crush on on uh, Rachel Weiss uh, growing up. Still kind of have a crush on her. She she still looks great. Not that that's everything, but 
she yeah. does. Uh, in The Favorite, uh, mm-hmm. the movie The Favorite, she looks incredible. This, we're getting slightly misogynist here, so I'm going to stop while I'm ahead. But and I love, she's super talented. She's super talented, <laughs> incredibly intelligent, uh, funny. Yep. She's really funny. She's got a lot of funny bits in The Mummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's just, uh, uh, look at me, Rachel Vice, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this movie is just like, it's everything you really expect from like a, a, a B movie, really. Mm-hmm. And just comic book at the time movie. But like this one kind of stands on its own compared to everything else. You know, I mean, wh- when did Watchmen come out? That was much later, but like. Watchmen was 2009, I want to say. Yeah. Like this, this stands out there away from you know all the other DC comic movies or anything like that. It's such a good standalone uh, film. It's it's very slightly tied to Hellboy with the uh, what the fuck the 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 Spear of Destiny, mm-hmm. um, but that's really the only real connection they really have with it. That's yeah, <laughs> that's fun. But it's 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 such a such a fun little thing that's just like uh hey this is dc but eh, it's kind of dc yeah it's kind of fun seeing keanu reeves play an asshole for once oh 100 percent. like he's usually like a perfect person and i would do anything for him mm-hmm. uh, and i would still do anything for him in this movie uh but he is he's got like an edge to him he he's rude to people and it's just something you don't really see from him uh, mm-hmm. I love that he calls demons he's exercising assholes. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Uh, and then, of course, Shia LaBeouf has to ruin it by repeating it, and it's just not as cute or funny. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I really love Keanu Reeves. This is the re- main reason why I like this movie. Uh, I don't like it as much as you. I think uh, it's just not my style. You know, I'm, Understandable. I'm more of a... I, I don't want to say realist, but like I like more down to earth kind of, of of movies. That's just my thing. Um, but I did really enjoy this. I think it's it's got it has fun with itself. It's yeah. it's it's not taking itself too seriously. Uh, relatively good effects for the time. I don't want to say they're great, but you know, for two thousand five, it's probably just below uh, Avengers status. Mm-hmm. But that's only because Marvel always goes soft on their their special effects. They could do better if they wanted to, but they don't. Um, but yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with this, and and I think it's uh, you know it's weird for me watching religious things being a, a pastor's <laughs> kid, just because yeah. it's just like. It's either completely wrong. I I don't. I wasn't paying too much to the religion aspect of this, but it's just like I don't know. Especially since it's based off a comic book more yeah. than religion the, itself. The thing that I think a lot of people don't get uh, is the whole idea that if you commit suicide, you're immediately going to hell. There is no mm-hmm. chance otherwise. Uh, that is one hundred percent a Catholic thing. Yeah. No other sect uh, of Christianity believes that. It's just Catholicism. Uh, but they make it seem like all Christians believe that. Well, it's um, also, it's not just like, uh, you know, if you commit suicide, you're going straight to hell. If it, if like you're like mentally unstable, like it's, it's not seen as like a, as, as such a, you're going straight to hell type thing as well. Yeah. So it's, you know, it is, but it isn't <laughs> it, yeah. like it, it's, uh, 
I guess suicide is what is the thing? It's like suicide's considered uh, evidence of men- mental illness. So I don't know. I I wouldn't know. I'm not very religious, but. No, well, I mean, that whole aspect was just completely wrong. The reason that you go yeah. to hell if you commit suicide in Catholicism is because you're dead and can't ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the whole idea of Christianity is that there's an afterlife. So who's to say you can't ask for forgiveness after you die? Yeah. Like, that kind of defeats the whole purpose. It, um, Catholicism is just filled with uh, people who just... I'm talking about the leaders, not the people that believe it. Uh it's very convenient the rules that Catholicism has that kind of keeps people stuck within the church. Mm-hmm. And then also, because you can't use condoms, pumps more people into the church. It's it, the, If you look into Catholicism and uh, you know early Christianity, it's all a money-making scheme that unfortunately has not gone away except for like – churches that have broken off but anyway this is not a religion podcast no uh this is i'm gonna lighten the mood here with my favorite line of the movie is when uh balthazar smells keanu reeves and goes fresh meat finger licking good like <laughs> the fuck is that line <laughs> yeah balthazar was a freak man yeah he, he was, was he was ready to tear it up uh, he was just constantly erect it was very awkward for everyone mm-hmm. especially I when also it kind of blows my mind that that was Gavin Rossdale. I don't even know who he is. I've never. He's the, he's the lead singer of Bush. Oh, I mean that is uh, yeah. surprising. Yeah, and glycerine. It's a terrible <laughs> Gavin Rossdale that impression. Was pretty, but, that was pretty. That was pretty. Um, but like, uh, what was uh, reading the trivia during during this movie? Because like I've I've seen it dozens of times, but like reading the trivia for this, it had a lot of interesting stuff in it. Like, um. Uh, how Peter Stormare was actually he auditioned for the role of Balthasar and ended up getting Lucifer. Uh and I mean, Balthasar's a bigger role in this movie. Yeah. But not within the universe, just within this yeah, movie. Yeah. Um and then uh Peter Stormare actually like kind of had the final say of like how his costume design was gonna look for Lucifer because they were gonna tell. do they were gonna do like a just like black and leather and uh they were gonna do like a collar with spikes on it and just look really fucking weird like hot topic um, yeah hot topicy, and they, he was gonna have tattoos all over him and stuff like that but they ended up going with the uh the white suit and tar dripping down his his feet and legs yeah which was a, a much cooler it's a aspect. striking design it's not something we've seen before mm-hmm. uh, especially for portrayed Lucifer. as satan mm-hmm. so that that was really cool to read there was a lot of interesting facts in there that I'd never really known about before. Yeah. Uh, like like what I said earlier about the Hellboy, you know, um, thing. Mm-hmm. Or at least the, the prop was used in Hellboy. I don't know if it's they're actually connected in any way. Well, I mean, the, the Spear of Destiny is actually a, a thing within yeah. Christianity. It's not something that, like, DC made up. But um, if they're both DC, then it probably is connected in that way. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Are they both DC? Uh, well, that is, that is, that is, that is, uh, I wish I could tell you yes, but I can also tell you no. Let me look it up real quick. Okay. <laughs> I'm confused already. I don't think it's directly DC. Is it like Dark Horse um, or whatever, one of their subsidiaries? Something like that. But I don't, for, I don't for think just it's... If anyone's being like, oh, it's not Dark Horse, I don't know. I'm Dark Horse was the yeah, only one I could just, think of. It's just a guess. Uh, <laughs> Hellboy. 
Um, uh, while you're looking that up, uh, for the funny thing when when uh, in the beginning when he's performing the first exorcism and he goes, "My name's John Constantine," mm-hmm. asshole. I was like, <laughs> I feel like he's been called John a lot in movies. Keanu Reeves. Uh, yeah. And I went back and looked. He has played a version of a John, whether it be John, Johnny. I even threw Jack in there. He's only Jack once, but Jack is technically a shorter name of John. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, He's been a version of John 11 times in his career. Yeah, no, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of wild how often he plays a John. Yeah. Um, and there's it's Johnny Utah, Johnny <laughs> Just, Utah, so many. John Wick. Also, I don't, I, I could be wrong, but I don't think I counted uh, sequels. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think I counted Speed Two or any of the John Wick sequels. I could be wrong. Uh, Johnny Silverhand in Cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, John Wick, of course. Um, let's see. John Wick. John Wick. Man's uh, just man's just a John. He is a John. A lot of them are just... Uh, in Generation Um, he plays just John. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Constantine, of course. Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Utah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's enough Johns for that. There's there's uh, a weird <laughs> Jax that's spelled J-J-A-K-S. That is pretty weird. Uh, I don't know if we want to count that. Probably not. But then he plays a Don John in Much Ado About Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as far as it looked, it they, it is pretty much a DC comic. Okay, at, at, at the extent of it. Um, no. But yeah, um, just it's just a super fun movie. It's definitely super fun to read about. I wish Shia LaBeouf was just a little bit older in this movie. Yeah, like just a little bit older version of himself in this. Yeah, not that he could have helped that in any way. But uh, I know he got uh, he got some good graces from Will Smith and got like a like a tip to one of the producers in this film that he should be in it. And then bada bing, bada boom, he got in it and pushed him into a bunch of movies like the transformers movies that he hated being in. So. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I know what, what the fuck was I about to say? Um, it, this movie was actually going to be a different director and it was going to be Nick cage. And Nick honestly, cage was going to direct it. Yeah. No, Nick cage was going to be, uh, Oh, well, he was going to be, uh, John Constantine. Constantine. I would have hated this movie. I can almost guarantee it. it would have been a night and day. <laughs> like I think it would have been funny and it would have been a Nick Cage like thing. Yeah. But if it had the director that was going to have and Nick Cage as as Constantine, I, I think this would have been an entirely different uh, scenario altogether. For sure. I think that this movie is. Again, I don't think it's a great movie. It's a fun movie. It's fine. It doesn't take itself seriously. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think it is a perfect storm of uh, not not storm. Storm's the wrong word. It's a perfect combination of mediocre talent making something entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, I feel bad saying mediocre talent, but like no, nothing about this movie wowed me uh, except for Peter Stormare. But that's just Peter Stormare wows me and everything he's in. I love Peter yeah. Stormare, but it's it's a uh, it's a like everyone in it just came to play. They they did well. They they did their role, uh, and uh, I, I th- it's got really cool designs, which I, I really like. Uh, like uh, Gabriel played play yep. by Til- Tilda Swinton, the androgynous design of her or or them. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what Gabriel's 
pronouns are. <laughs> I was say, I think um, Gabriel's usually a dude, and then yeah, yeah, in this, I think it, in this it, it's just a yeah. androgynous. But um, they, uh, it was just a cool design, uh, perfectly called by Peter Stormare to go with a white suit and like the the black tar feet mm-hmm. and everything. It was it was because if it was just a like a hot topic thing, it would have been laughable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's just a it's a fun movie, and and that's really all you can ask from a movie about a guy who was resurrected after committing suicide, and then now is a demonologist. Yep, weird concept, but I'm for such it. such a concept. Yeah. There's a for for a long time after this movie, I really wanted to just have his outfit, John Constantine's, just the the loose tie and the. And the black pants, the white long sleeve, and just oh, the reservoir log the, and, dogs. Yeah, look. yep, and just the the pea coat, little pea for coat. The, yeah, the pea coat's different, time. but um, but yeah, for a long time that was like what I wanted to wear. And now, as I'm older, I'm like, I don't fuck, I don't even want to fucking put a tie on. Put, People would have called you Edge Lord. Yeah, they would have been like, I would have wore a fedora just to <laughs> spite them. Um, <laughs> my lady, yeah, my lady. There's also a little glimpse at uh. Is it Monahan? Michelle Monahan at the uh, end of the movie, like she's in like a like the the pool of demons, like uh, all those idle people. Michelle Monahan is in this. Yeah, she uncredited. She's uh she's one of those those like standing people at the end. Wow. And I looked at her. I'm like, is that is that Michelle? And it it was. She's uncredited as Ellie. Oh, uh, it must so have been a cut scene or something. I don't know, but it was a quick, quick catch. I, I saw. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. And it was. I guess this movie was pretty early in her career. Like the her first movie was at least credit was a Young Americans TV series in two thousand, and then boom, Constantine. She was in yeah. Born Supremacy and she's Winter another Solstice. person I would like to just look at me, any mm-hmm. way she wishes. Could be in disgust. I don't care. Just no, look I, at me. Just, just stare at me for once and just. I don't get enough me. eye contact in my life. That's what I've, I've figured yeah. out. That's mostly I'll my st- fault. The next but... time I see you, I'll just stare at you. Don't worry. <laughs> Please don't. I actually eye contact makes me feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> but uh, I, don't... I also like it when when the time is right. But it's just <laughs> that's a little too much information about me. Anyway, yeah. Constancy. Constancy. I don't have too much more. I have to say. I feel like I'd just be you know tugging the wean at this point on the movie, but. <laughs> It's a saying, isn't it? <laughs> I have no... I've never heard it. It's because uh, <laughs> I just sure made it up. Yeah, but, but uh, I'm the same. Yeah, any any further, I'd just be just going f- further and further about how much I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Which um, I don't need to keep doing. No, you don't. So that brings us to the judgment for Constantine. As always, it needs to be unanimous decision whether or not it goes on the KFR shelf with Alexa Apostle and Handmaiden. Glenn, I'm going to make you go first because I'm on mm-hmm. the fence. I'm pretty sure I know your answer. Yeah. But I want to make sure before I say anything. Uh, so what do you think? Does it become a little shelf boy with its pants hiked up high? Uh, I think it becomes a little shelf boy, uh, mainly because there's not too many of these like movies that you really, at least like these standalones that you really do kind of wish that it got a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one of those, just one of those ones that you're like, damn, I kind of, I would love to see, uh, you know, Shia LaBeouf at the end credit scene, but uh, here now, it, like made in twenty twenty five, you know, twenty years later, we get a Constantine movie of just Shia Shia LaBeouf screaming "Do it" to John Constantine when he's about to kill a demon or something like mm. that. 
I I think it would be really cool. I think uh, I um, Keanu has said that he's stated that he's wanted to do it again, but uh, you know, I I would I would love to see it on the shelf, but I it might not because I don't think you want it on the shelf. Uh, I must say, I don't hate it enough to say no to putting it on the shelf. Like, yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. I like Rachel Vice. Yeah. I like uh, Keanu. I like uh, Michelle Moynihan, and I mean she's barely in it, but uh, I like Peter Stormare. There's enough there that I like. I don't. I'm not gonna lie and say it's a great movie in my opinion. Yeah, but it's fine. It's fun. Uh, I think a lot of people would enjoy this a lot more than me, so I am gonna say it goes on the shelf. Yes, it's yes. not one of those. It's not. Yeah, you know me. I I don't put movies on that I've seen before very mm-hmm. often. Um, and this this is one of those ones that I'll I'll usually go back to and I'm like you know I can watch Constantine again yeah so that's yeah. a huge that's a huge plus a Rooney in my book yeah so Constantine does go onto the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden that brings us to our assignment for next week mm. I'm gonna pull a little Glenjamin Button uh. and I am going to give you uh, prompts here. Mm-hmm. And uh, you are going to tell me which of these you want. I'm going to go a little D and D with it, so excuse okay. me. But we have four movies to choose from. Oh wow! We have Lawful Good. We have Chaotic Good. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Neutral Evil. I don't know. I'm I'm not good. Let's just say <laughs> new, not evil. Let's just say neutral bad. We're going to change it a little bit. Yeah, neutral bad. And then we have Lawful Neutral. Hmm. So which of those do you want? I'm aiming Chaotic Good. Chaotic Good. Oh, yeah. Is that your final answer? I feel like it's an answer that could be final. Okay. So that means that our assignment for next week is a movie that I have seen, but I know for a fact you have not seen it. Mm. Uh, It is an underappreciated movie, in my opinion. And it is called SLC Punk. Have you heard of this? Uh, oh, Lillard. Yeah. I, I don't think I have. Okay. Um, it doesn't look familiar, at least. Yes. Uh, so uh, in the early 1980s, Steve-O and Heroin Bob are the only two dedicated punks <laughs> in the conservative Salt Lake City. Uh, it is written and directed by James Marandino, starring Matthew Lillard, Michael A. Gorgian, uh, Annabeth Gish, uh, Jennifer Lean, Christopher McDonald's in there, Devin Sawa, Jason Siegel's in there for a minute. I don't think he's in it that much, but he's definitely in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Pascal is in it. Uh, 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 who's that one guy? One of the people from Inglorious Bastards, one of the German. Oh, that's uh, Till Schweiger. Uh, he's in. Uh, he says, "Say I'll feed her shame to your Nazi balls in Inglorious Bastard." <laughs> he's he's in this uh, movie as well. Uh, so that is Elsa, SLC Punk, and that's going to be available on HBO Max. I'm very interested in what you have to say about this one. So we've we've we're on a little Lillard kick this year. We it's are, pretty, yeah, we it's are. It's pretty great. Although I think you will agree, this one is better. It's probably much than better. <laughs> <laughs> Meet Steve and Bob. They were the only two punks living in Salt Lake City. We come from the east. What the hell are you? We're, uh, we're from England. England. That's probably why we seem so weird to you, man. Their only way to understand the world was to be totally misunderstood. Come on, 
And when you're living in the most conservative city in America, do you A, conform? This rebellion things you're going through, I, I, I understand it, not completely, but uh, I respect it. B, learn to cope. I am the future. I am the future of this great nation. Stephen, I didn't, I didn't sell out, son. I bought in. Or C. Is he going to be okay? Oh, yeah. He'll be fine, I'm sure. Thank you, though. None of the above. <laughs> SLC Punk is our assignment for next week. Thank you, every, thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website, www.keystonefilmreview.com, on Instagram, where your Keystone underscore film underscore view, Twitter, Keystone underscore film, Facebook, Keystone Film Review, TikTok, Keystone Film Review, YouTube, Keystone Film Review. I've mumbled that, but you get it. It's Keystone Film Review and stuff. And on Letterboxd, I'm Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we get a little anarchy in Salt Lake City with the Jehovah's, not Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, (laughs) Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Church of Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Mormons. Them Mormons are coming. Anyway, the the Mormons don't really have anything to do with this movie. It just takes place in Salt Lake City where Mormons are very present. (laughs) SLC Punk. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye-bye.